0: Welcome to Completely Here Podcast. I'm Joanna. Now, if this is your first time, I welcome you. But if you have been rocking with me since episode one, season one, then welcome back, friend. I'm so happy that you are here. This podcast is geared toward women so that they may completely heal, be filled with grace, love and mercy. This podcast is geared towards people who want to see the glory of God revealed through them. If that's you, you're in the right place. I am recording daily if not weekly on everyday topics random questions that come to mind that no one has taken the time to truly answer i'm honest i'm loving and i'm here to help you completely heal stay tuned for the next episode now starting Communication. Communication is an art, and the most wealthiest people are able to communicate on an extremely high level. I was having I was teaching a nursing the orientation for nursing the new hires and specifically about the call bell and the zebra phone, which is one of the devices that we use in the hospital to communicate with each other and the nurse call bell button is the way that the patient communicates with the nurse. And what I was telling them, and I went into detail about, and I said, everything in this world communicates to you at some point, at somehow, on some level. And your ability to understand, I was like, you can do anyone's job. You can learn how to do anyone's job. And I said, if you look at it from the nursing perspective, each cell functions at a certain level. You have to understand what's the functionality of the cell If you're breaking it down, because the cell is one of the most smallest, simplest forms that makes up the human body. So understanding things at a cellular level, understanding the basic function of whatever it is, it could be a phone, it could be um, a house, a lawnmower, a space heater, electricity, paint, water, whatever it is, you're understanding that at the basic level and how it should look. And this is what it would look like if everything is functioning normally. Then you start breaking it down. This is what you can expect if it's not working properly. And if this thing in particular is not working properly, let's go back to nursing and say, well, if the heart is not functioning properly, what would it look like? If your lungs aren't functioning properly, what would it look like? If the heart and lungs aren't functioning properly, what would it look like? So you see that you're, you're developing and you're growing from a novice or a new clinician to putting it into practice to being put in tough situations going through scenarios and patients have multiple things going on with them at the same time and being able to handle your patient load up to shoot nursing school can take up to uh not nursing school but nurses can take up to sometimes nine patients in some some areas and if you're in the nursing home um lpns take up uh many patient loads at the same at one time it goes beyond nine And I told them this to let them know that you can truly learn someone else's job by understanding what they're supposed to do. What do they do if it's not working? And then how do you fix it? And then how do you know that it's working properly? That's all what the job is. That's everyone's profession. That's everyone's occupation. They just make it specific. But the wealthiest person, truly, it just, it's not about the money. When we, when we keep talking about wealth, people only focus on the money. No, it's the ability to communicate at a high-functioning level with multiple things at the same time. Their mind is, is creative their Their mind goes to places that most people doesn't. They just have a hard time understanding what the function of the world. People who are wealthy understand the function of this world, and honestly, the spiritual world as well, because man, man answers, and it says that money answereth all things. So if money answereth all things, it is not just good, it is not just bad. Money answereth all things. There's principles, there's kingdom, there's spiritual principles that even those that are not godly follow, and it works for them. And there's so many scriptures in the Bible that says, whosoever, not just Christians, not just this, whosoever. So it's available for anyone and people, especially the, the, the 1% or even getting closer to that tax bracket, most millionaires and billionaires, uh, they're wealthy, not just rich. Some of them, and a lot of them are just rich, but a lot of them are wealthy. When you think about wealth, think about, Bill Gates. Think about Oprah. Think about Mansa Musa. Think about King Solomon, Queen Sheba. Those people were wealthy, are wealthy. Rothschild, wealthy. Their family names will never know poverty again. And again, poverty is not just lack of finances. Poverty is a mindset. Poverty will will show up in where you live. Poverty follows you. Poverty goes unseen Physically, I would say, but we coin it as, oh, if you're living on the side of the road, you're you're impoverished because we've we've placed a value to it where if you have money, you shouldn't be living on the street. But there's a couple of people that are living paycheck to paycheck that are not necessarily living on the street, but they're one check away. So isn't that person in the same tax bracket of poverty? A lot of times it's yes. Take a look at like your tax bracket. Your tax bracket goes in. It does more than just your finances. It's, it's putting a lot of things into perspective. Are you in school? Do you have kids? Do you have a home? Do you, you know, are you renting? Is it this? Is it that? Well, what kind of job do you have? Does the job pay you well? Did you pay your taxes within the job? Did you get social security? Do you have benefits? Can, did you take advantage of those benefits? It goes more than just, finances go into your taxes but even though they use um numbers to quantify what you've been going through throughout the year and can you afford it it goes beyond that people who understand and who who speak the language of of finance they hide things within taxes the wealthy gets wealthier while the 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 poor gets poor and the middle class is struggling in between Now, the Lord said that the poor will be amongst us always. And 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 Scripture also says it's harder for a rich man to enter into heaven than it is for a camel to enter into the eye eye of the needle. But what does it say about the wealthy person? Let's go to Scripture. I want to make this distinction clear because for some reason... Um, Right now within the church, it's almost a a crime to talk about prosperity. Oh, she's a prosperity preacher. Oh, they're a prosperity prophet. Oh, it's this. And my God is prosperous. So why wouldn't we talk about prosperity? It comes with the kingdom. If you're not prospering, baby, just say that. (laughs) Lead with that. Now let's talk about God's provision. Jeremiah 17. Verses seven through eight. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord, and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank, with roots that each that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, mm-hmm. and they never stop producing fruit. I'm going to read that one more time. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is for he shall be a tree planted by the rivers and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when the heat cometh but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit okay so I'm gonna take this scripture and I'm gonna break it down first of all this this man is blessed the inner man is blessed because they trust in the Lord and their hope is in the Lord at all times not in the system of this world there are so many people that are glued to their tv screens on stock markets there are so many people that are so worried about the ways of this world and the market's here and the housing market is there and we got to do this and we got to do that and things are plummeting and did you see the gas prices and you're in this you're supposed to be in this world but not of it so you operate from a different system And so you want to you're trying to operate with kingdom principles by operating in this world. And that's not how it works. Again, no, you're not supposed to be ignorant to what's going on in the world. But your hope and your faith are not in those things. You serve a God that goes beyond the stock market. You serve a God that if you want it, if you truly if that is what you desire to bloom in the stock market, then wouldn't God pay attention to that too? what you concerned about? He's also concerned about don't you know that there is a place that you can get to with God where he will actually tell you what's going on? How is it that it's people that you know, and they'd be like, how did you know that? Some people got it like that. Some people know how to pull from God. Some people know how to listen and and pay attention. Again, these things that you see people uh, obtaining, God first gave it to his kids, but because his kids don't want it. Okay, well, I'm going to make it available to the Gentiles. I'm going to make it available to everybody. I'm going to make it available to this. At first, I had it for my people, but y'all not moving quick enough. You act like you don't want it. Fine. I'm going to let it go on to whoever. So you can't be upset when you see someone reaping a harvest after they planted a seed, but God gave you seed to the sower. This is, this is where it's coming from. And he's saying before that person that's blessed and that trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, not hope in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. They'll be like trees planted by water. A tree that's planted by water will never run dry. Their roots are connected to a stream of water. So it doesn't matter whether we're inflammation. It doesn't matter inflammation, inflation. It doesn't matter whether... Things are crashing. The housing market is crashing. The stock market is crashing. Um, we're in a recession. The United States of America may be in a recession. And I be, may be a citizen of the United States of America. But I'm not in recession. I'm not in inflation. You guys are. I'm not. So it's not. A, it doesn't affect me the same way. But there's some people like, well, you don't have this and you don't have that. Keep reading. It says, but her leaf shall be green and, shall, and, sh- and they shall not be careful in the year of drought. It doesn't mean that a person's not going to go through drought. It doesn't mean that a person is not going to go through all or that she may not go through or he may not go through everything else that people may be going through at the moment. It doesn't it doesn't mean that but you're in the world not of it when things try to come against you again this is why you're always battle ready this is always this is why you're always attentive this is why you're always yielding to the holy spirit because he will never leave us empty-handed he will people that walk with god that understand god that yield to god that speak god's language because god does have a language you don't miss things there's nothing, ah, carabasoto, you don't, mm, Jesus spoke it, he spoke about it, there's a different type of class of people that follow Jesus, and we're going to talk about it right now, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed to us, Hmm. but things revealed belong to us and to our sons forever, that we may observe all the worlds of this law huh yeah, y'all better read scripture daniel 2 2 daniel 2 verses 22 it is he who reveals the profound and hidden things he knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him psalm twenty five fourteen. the secret of the lord is for those who fear him and he will make them known to his covenant. Luke eight seventeen. For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Many people say what's done in the dark comes to light. This is where they got that from. First Corinthians uh, chapter two, verses ten. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, even the depths of God. And it goes down and it goes down. There's so many scriptures that talks about secrets. Jesus answered them in Matthew 13, 11. To you, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, it has not been granted. So this is when he was talking about why do you speak to them in parables? But to us, you speak in plain English. And he said it to you. Yeah, you can know the mysteries of heaven, but to them, no, it hasn't been granted. So this is why even when someone is reading scripture to them, it may seem like he's speaking a whole different language. I don't understand. How do you, how do you understand dreams like that? How did you get it? Because to me, I have been granted access to you. You may not ask God for access. Keep knocking on the door until it is open to you. He will tell you what's imp- what's impeding your way. Sometimes it's the relationships that we get into. Sometimes it's the areas that we are. Again, let's look at the story of Abraham and Lot. God told Abraham to go into this country. Leave your fi- mother and your father's house. Leave your people. Go into this place at which, I w- at which I told you. Abraham was walking. He was obedient. He got up and he left, right? Whole time he was walking in the promised land. But who was he carrying with him? Lot. Didn't he say, leave your mother and your father's house and your people? Leave them. But he had so much love for Lot. He took Lot with him. He never entered into his spiritually. He had he spiritually, he had entered, but physically, he did not. It wasn't until they separated. Lot, you pick the best way that you want to pick the best land that you want. I'm gonna let you choose first. And he did. Lot picked who wouldn't pick the best of the best of the best lot picked the best little did he know god had something completely different in his store for abraham abraham was like you can have it because what god got for me is even more better go ahead and take what you want y'all gotta have that kind of but see when people separate they we be like, you know, I want the best for you. People always do it begrud- begrudgingly or if that's the word, begrudgingly. Um, or they'll always think, oh, well, why you want me to get this one? Like I see there's so many petty videos that are on TikTok and Instagram. It's literally stupid of how women will. I, I, I cannot stand this about women. I can't. They will look at a man's food and be like, mm, I want yours. I want yours better. And let me not call them women because women don't act like that. Little girls, your food is better. It's the same. It's the same food. I just cut it in half. Yeah. But why did you give me your half? Why did you not want me give? Why didn't you want me to give you that half? Why did you want this half? This one is better. Are you dumb? Are you just picking a fight? Is this just for show? Are you serious? There are people that just do that for likes and for clicks and for, you know, you know, just to get famous, to blow up. But there are people that really, truly act like that. And it's within your marriage. And so what are you communicating with your spouse at that level? that you are not mature, that he didn't marry a woman, he married a little girl. And you know how sometimes they'll say, oh, um, when you're getting married, you're marrying the little girl that's in me. No, I married a woman because little girls are not able to marry. Little girls are not at the age where they should marry. Little boys are not at the age, or at maturity age where they should be able to marry. It's legal to marry past uh, beyond a certain age. It's for a reason. So some of us are getting married. Some of us are entering into relationships. Some of us are dating, recording. We're having sex. We're doing all these things. And with people who are immature, and then now the baby has come, now you're raising two boys. Ah, I don't know how many times I've had conversations with women or men that are like, oh, I'm raising all of these people. Oh, I'm raising four kids, but you only got three. What are you talking about? And they would jokingly be like, oh, yeah, this person, that's not cute, y'all. Because we really need to start investigating the fruit we need. We really, truly need to start, um, you know, a tree by the fruit that it bears. So what fruit are they bearing? Are they bearing fruit of immaturity? And then you're eating the fruit of immaturity and you know that it's bitter, but because it's a little bit sweet, you're like, oh, I can deal with it. But then you're wondering why you're now building up seeds, why you're reaping a harvest of immaturity, why you have you, you, you intermingle with this person and everything, everything about you starts going down. Immature. God doesn't give things to immature people. No, he doesn't. This is a business man. I got to be about my father's business. But oftentimes we keep wanting to communicate on an immature level. Being with your partner, you have to communicate. And if you are as strong as your weakest link, if you're mature and the person is immature, guess what? Your relationship is going to be immature. Even in my own life, what God has shown me um, in this in this time right now is I don't argue with I don't argue with children of this world. I don't argue with the children of darkness. Why? Because they're immature. They may be knowledgeable about certain things. But they're immature. So I'm not gonna argue with them. It's just like arguing with a person on the street about God or arguing with someone on the internet about God and your principles and your beliefs and your morals and your values. The scripture says don't even be quarrelsome. You can have a disagreement and you can be like, all right, well, we're just gonna agree to disagree. But to full-blown argue causes you to lower yourself to their level. Once that starts taking place, you need to go ahead and leave that conversation because it's gonna be harder for you to calm down and come back up to where you were. It's gonna piss a lot of people off when you do this too. It, It really is because it's going to make it seem as though you're passive, but you're truly not passive. You're just not argumentative. I'm not gonna argue with nobody about anything and when i find and i'm not going to say that i never do because i do have disagreements i have disagreements with my mother all the time i have disagreements with my brother all the time um i have disagreements with with my coworkers and all kinds of things we have disagreements but once it gets to the part where i feel like i'm about to start arguing about a certain thing I'm going to go ahead and you just call me when you figure this out. I'll, I'm going to sit and meditate on it. I'm going to see, you know, my faults on this. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not communicating better. And after, sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes you are communicating extremely well. But again, you have to check the maturity level on that subject matter. What are we talking about? And there's so many people that think that they're on the same level. You're not. You're not. The 12 disciples weren't even on the same level. The Pharisees and the Sadducees weren't on the same level. No one is on the same exact level. That is why you're so unique, why you're so different. This is why there's a world full of a billion, bajillion, gazillion people in here, and we're all on a different level. There's the percentiles that we rank in um, when you are in your growth and your development. And I'm like, okay, well, at this age, your brain should be about this, should be about this. It's not an exact, it's a percentile. Why? Because no one is on the same level. Whoever originally came up with the, with these growth and development models, they had a gold standard. They did. And they was like, okay, yeah, this is amazing. This is exactly what we want to see when the child is two months, 12 months, six years old. This is exactly where we want them to be. And if they're not, uh, they're behind. If they're too far, they're advanced. But is it exact? No, people change. Things change. Growth and development changes as we're living in this in this world right now where we don't take good care of Mother Nature. No, we don't. And Mother Nature, Mother Nature, Mother Nature is fighting back. Absolutely. She's fighting back. So things are different. Kids are stockier now. A lot of them are shorter. People are probably going to be dying off sooner, even though we have all these technological advances, thinking that we're too smart for our own good. I just I strongly disagree we do things stupidly we think that we can just live forever by however we're living and that completely goes against the the structure of how we were fashioned and formed to be together so continue to talking about communication everything communicates people communicate And you get along well with people who you can communicate more with. People find you enjoyable if you can communicate with people on every level. They love that. Now, when it starts getting spicy is when you have two strong headed people. Two very independent, strong. They call them alphas. Uh, My mother is an alpha female and I am raised that same way. I'm very independent, not to say that I don't want a man or I don't need a man, not to say that my mother doesn't want a man or need a man, but we're, we're pretty much independent. We can thrive without having them. Why? Because God made us a suitable helpmate. He made us a suitable helpmate to help a man, to help a man. So that means we have a certain degree of what? We have a certain degree of independency. We have a certain degree of, we can do a little bit of everything, and be okay we can survive without the man we can we don't want to some people want to by choice and scripture says that some people have made themselves eunuchs just because you're just because you are not a man doesn't mean you don't have to be a eunuch now when I say this, um, because some people done it spiritually, where you've you've decided to cut yourself off and to alienate yourself from the other sex. When you do that, you're not able to produce fruit. You're not able to have kids. You chose to be a eunuch. So if, if just saying that and hearing that, if you are someone that is homosexual, de- battling with homosexuality, you're battling against being a eunuch. You can't spread your seed that way. You can adopt kids, but that's not your child. At the end of the day, that's not your child. It can be cute and be like, oh, well, I adopted her. She's just mine. That is not your blood running through that child's veins. That is your adopted child. That is not your child. Like, I understand the way that the world is going and they want to be cute. But if we get, we, we need, sometimes we need to be technical. Okay. Because things, principles, they apply. And you can't just hope and wish and just really just magically. And yeah, no, that's not how this works. It's not how it works at all even when God talks about us we've been adopted and we've been grafted in scripture says we've been grafted in the family tree we've been grafted into it wasn't he? what (laughs) he didn't say yeah this is yeah and it says that the one and only begotten son so when people scroll past scripture especially in um Starting in Genesis, when they start talking about, and Jehohoshaphat begot this person, and this person begot this person, they're telling you the family tree. They're telling you the family tree. It doesn't say, oh, they really just wish that this person was their son, so this person was their son. That's not how this works. Even when people are calling someone their spiritual father or their spiritual mother, you are you will know if these people are truly your spiritual uh, father and mother and your, 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 your spiritual family, because you start becoming like them in the spirit is something different but the people in the world are not saying oh this is my spiritual child no they're physically oh this is my kid i adopted them no so it's different we're going to look at a couple of scriptures that talks about speech and speaking and and the understanding thereof let's go to first corinthians chapter one verses five that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, everyone. This is why the, 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 the children of God you are very you're more powerful than you know. You have the capability of being divinely inspired. You have the capability of understanding everything that you're in. Why? The Holy Spirit is within you, who leads you to all truth. You have the ability to understand. The reason why you can produce wealth. He gave you dominion over every creeping and crawling thing, over every out of the air, over everything that's uh, swimming, anything that's walking. You have command over that. And scripture goes, it tells you, even as far as the different prophets. You have some have power to command the four winds. Some have power to to control elements and it, and it really does truly go off of this is not just oh it's just a made-up story no people can still do it I have seen miracle signs and wonders I have seen people command bones to be straightened and it's straightened I've seen people command cancer to leave bodies and it's gone why though it's the communication what are they communicating and who are they talking to people are powerless and things aren't able to get done because you're speaking to the wrong person i've struggled with this in my life for an extremely long time there's certain things that i want changed in the nursing field in the healthcare field and how to run it better but i'm speaking to it from a low level I was speaking to it at a level of an ant, of a irreplaceable, of a replaceable person thinking I'm irreplaceable. And so it's caused me to lose jobs. Why? I'm speaking out of turn. I'm speaking out of the context that they want. Their level of communication is not my level of communication. So it's, it's going to come as a challenge. You have to understand what you're speaking to and how you're speaking that thing. Acts chapter two, verses four. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So that's a tongue. But there's someone else that speaks another tongue. How many tongues can you speak? People who, that can go into different settings and to understand and how to navigate. I love my military culture. I love it. I love being brought up and raised in a military family. Um, not just my, my stepdad, but my brothers joined the military. My grandfather was in the military. His dad was in the military. I come from a military background. It's in our blood. And I love the beauty of that because we can fit in anywhere. We can adapt and we can adjust anywhere. We can learn how to speak some language. Spreken Sie Deutsch. Parlez-vous français? Je ne comprends pas. Je ne si comprends pas. I know a little, bit of, a little bit of Spanish, not too much. Hola, como estas? You know, so you, you, you know, look, and that's just the bare minimum, but if I'm able to, if someone is having a conversation with me, even if they don't speak my language, I don't know how I'm able to do it. Truly. This only has to be God. I can understand what this person is trying to say. I may not be able to translate but I can interpret what this person is saying. And depending on how accurate I want to be, especially in the medical field, even though I can kind of guess what the person is saying or, or hint around what the person is saying, in order for me to get it accurate, I need a translator. I can interpret, but I need a translator. So they say, call the language line. They call it interpreting, but they're truly translating. If I speak one language and the other person speaks a language and it's not the same one, obviously, we need someone in the middle that speaks both language. We need a translator. Does that make sense? So when you're even looking at the Bible, this is uh, you're interpreting a translation. That's what makes it hard. Well, how do I know which one? You are interpreting you're interpreting. So you ask the Holy Spirit. If you want to get the right revelation, there's a spirit called revelation. Jesus walked with that spirit. Jesus is that spirit. You're asking for his spirit to interpret what is being said. What are you saying here, Lord? This is what I mean. It's this. You received revelation. It goes beyond just plain knowledge I'm going to give you anyone that lacks wisdom that's in the book of James anyone that lacks wisdom ask and I'll give it wisdom and knowledge put together is revelation you need revelation some of y'all are just after the head knowledge but you need revelation you need it both this is the scripture I was looking for 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verses 2 For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the spirit. But we know that there's also a gift of interpreting tongues. Did he say all tongues or just said tongues gift of interpreting tongues? So again, there is a tongue that people speak that they don't speak to people. They speak to God. No one understands them. So there is a language that you speak that no one understands except God because they utter mysteries by the spirit. And that S is capitalized. That means it's the Holy Spirit, not your spirit by the spirit. Now, when you start speaking mysteries and utterances and it talks about that, it talks about your your spirit. When you don't have anything, you can't say that there's groanings that you that the spirit is, is translating to the Holy spirit and they're connected and they start speaking and start understanding what is really going on. And I don't know if anyone's ever tarried in the spirit before. One of this is one of the ways to tarry in the spirit is to speak in tongues. I don't know if anyone has ever spoken in tongues for, for a prolonged period of time, or they just felt like this, <clears throat> whether it's a power that entered into them, and they start praying with a little bit more, rah, like a little bit more rambunctious. And then there's sometimes where people will, they'll start to cry, they'll start to feel uh, pain and and the suffering and and the pressures, and they'll they start to, to to groan and start to cry and to wail before God. There's people that start speaking, and their voice completely changes. Why? It is no longer them that's speaking, but it is the Lord. Hmm. When you are praying, this is how you know that you're truly having a conversation with God. Pray until he shows up. Pray until the voice changes, until God starts speaking. You can't force God to speak, by the way. You just speak. If you want to be there long enough to hear God speak, speak. God doesn't open his mouth immediately. Not all the time. Not all the time. But if your desire is truly to speak to God, say that. Lord, I want to talk to you. Lord, I'm trying to have a conversation with you. It never said God spoke English. That scripture says when you speak in tongues, you speak to God. That's exactly what it said. It didn't say that God doesn't understand English. He doesn't understand Chinese. He doesn't understand French or Spanish or Cambodian or whatever other language that there is. He never said or Italian, whatever. He never said he didn't understand it. He doesn't speak it. So how is what God's saying getting back to me in my language? Your soul. <laughs> Remember your soul is the gap between the spiritual realm and this physical realm It's the gap in between. That's how you're experiencing things. This entire world is spiritual. The veil, and I love my Papa we just spoke about it in spiritual materiality. If you haven't watched that video yet, I advise you to go onto YouTube and type in spiritual materiality, prophet lovi. It is fire, fire. There is a veil between the spiritual realm. How do people soar in the spirit? The veil with them is very thin. Jesus actually torn the veil. The veil is actually torn. That's why you have ability to do that. If you want to. If you live a spiritual life, spiritual things are attracted to you. That's how witches can transform themselves into cats if they wanted to. Dogs if they wanted to. The veil for them is very thin to the spiritual world. So it don't take them long to do all those kind of things. It's only us Christians that don't understand where we came from. And we, 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 we desensitize our spiritual materiality when the whole time we were built to be spiritual beings. There are so many times when people be like, well, what are you? Do you do this? Do you do that? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do do this. I'm still I still have a human body, but I'm a spirit. I am a spirit. I can pop up in your house and see you through this where exactly where I am right now if I want to. For those that watch uh, superhero movies, uh, uh, Wanda's Vision, or if you watch Doctor Strange and the multiverse, why do you think that doesn't exist? Where do you think this idea came from? There's nothing new under the sun. So who knew something? What spiritual world did this person tap into and they were able to put it into a movie? It's not fake. I don't know why y'all think that these movies is like, oh, that ain't true. Someone saw this, someone had a vision of this, someone experienced this and they put it into a movie and they put it into a song. How would they come up with that? Do you think it's just an imagination? Remember, we live in a spiritual world. Spirits don't sleep. That's why there's no rest for the wicked because you're being tormented by a wicked spirit. There's no rest for them. So they're going to come and bother you. But God said he gives rest to his beloved. i be sleeping peacefully at night. I may wake up at certain times to talk about certain things and to receive a download from God, but I don't got no trouble going to sleep. I can fall asleep and drop off a dime. I have rest in everywhere that I go. Even when I'm not sleeping, I'm resting because I, I, God loves me. He gives rest to the beloved. Psalm 127 verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late, to eat bread of sorrows, for he giveth his beloved sleep. <laughs> I, so there's no rest for the wicked, but hey, to his beloved. Yeah, he gonna get that sleep, baby. You gonna sleep. The English, I mean, will we, we can even do the English Standard Version or the Amplified Version. Yeah, let's do the Amplified Version so y'all can really catch it. It is vain for you to rise up early and to take rest late, to eat the bread of, it says anxious, toil, for he gives blessings to his beloved in sleep. Mm. And when I tell you I love to sleep, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. When my work is done for the day, I'm going to sleep. I was having a conversation the other day with somebody. I was like, well, what do you do for yourself? What do you mean? What do you mean what I do for myself? I take care of myself. I take care of my body. I take care of my spirit. I take care of my soul. Those are things that I do for myself. Everything else. I do it for people because I've laid down my life. He didn't understand that. And I understood that the enemy was probing him, uh, was talking through him to me, trying to figure out where I am because I'm, un- i I'm-, I'm, I'm untraceable right now to the enemy. He can't track me now. <laughs> he can't figure out how I'm, how I'm soaring right now. He can't figure it out. But when he does figure it out, it's because God has pointed me out. But once you pass that test, why does he have to bother you? It's wasting his time. When you pass that test, when you pass that temptation, when you pass that trial, why would he come back so soon? It's going to waste his time. You just defeated him. He got to go back and regroup, baby. He got to figure it out. But for every level that you enter into, it's a new demon that you face. It's a new devil that you face. It's a new area that you're facing it's a new enemy that you're facing with that being said you grow in strength you grow in wisdom and you grow in stature just like Jesus ah, where look where were we at we were talking so much we were talking about communication we were talking about um, wealth communicating as well um, then we started talking about the tongue so people if you don't have a spiritual language if you don't have a heavenly language you need to. You need to, you need to, you need to. Um, A lot of people read that scripture in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 14, 14 verses 27, 28, when it's talking about um, if anyone is speaking in tongues, two or at the most of three, someone should speak one at a time. So someone must interpret. Um, hmm. People get this wrong. It didn't say don't speak in tongues. That verse that says, "If, if there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. If you're not going to interpret what God is saying, because you get an interpretation, by the way, your angels give you interpretation. Holy Spirit gives you interpretation. You receive interpretation. You just don't understand it. And I love prophecy because when we prophesy, we have to have the ability to understand the tongue at which God is speaking um, or the angel is speaking. Even what the soul is speaking, is communicating, what the spirit is speaking, communicating, and then being able to interpret that. People who are are immature in prophecy, they have a hard time doing that in the beginning. But then when they grow, it takes them maybe just a couple minutes, maybe a couple seconds to get it. Some people, they're like, oh, I need to pray on it. And it never comes back to them. They never come back with an answer for for you. But if you begin to start speaking in tongues have a person in front of you start speaking in tongues and I guarantee you God will give you an answer on what they're going through I guarantee it but again this is the level that you know that okay I'm still maybe a little bit immature in prophecy because not everyone has to do that the more you advance you don't have to do that it's not wrong to do it, but it shows your your level of prophecy. You don't have to. So again, people mis misinterpret First Corinthians chapter 14, 20, uh 27, 28 all the time. If you're not in a position, if no one in that in that uh place, I was gonna say hospital, with the church is really a hospital, if no one in that facility is able to interpret what is saying, yeah, keep quiet. Because now you're just speaking mysteries. And no one's able to interpret. God does give interpretation. The Holy Spirit gives interpretation. Hello, somebody. Angels will give you interpretation. When you have a dream and you don't understand, who do you think is interpreting it? Baby, it's not you. You're the one that got the dream. So you, you can't interpret it by yourself. Someone else. Ha- angels are called what? Malak. Messengers. So if the angels are the one that's giving the message. Hmm. How close of a relationship do you have with your angels? Let's, I'm going to find the scripture that talks about being a barbarian to one another because you don't speak the same language. Didn't have to go far. We're still in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 11. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, if I lack discernment, that's what it's saying. I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, mm, a savage that, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. So both of y'all are, it, it's making no sense. Ah, therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. This is this is the whole entire portion. This is what miscommunication is. Both of y'all are saying something. But if y'all don't understand the rationale. If y'all don't understand who's actually speaking, go above it. It's beyond the situation. You're having a disagreement, but what is truly the problem? You have to understand the voice that is speaking. Um, I spoke about this a while ago. I used to date this man. Um, I was in, I was in a relationship with this man. And one day we got into a a, a argument really bad. We did, it was argument beyond a disagreement. It was an argument. And we were barbarians to one another. We couldn't understand each other. It took to the point where we had to hang up the phone. And I said, Lord, I don't want this to be the end. I need I need to understand what is, what, what, what is going on here. What's truly the problem? And when I sat, I prayed, I got the interpretation. I called him back and I said, excuse me, um, I apologize for that. That is not me that was speaking. That was anger. And that is not what I'm trying to showcase. This is not what I'm, I, anger does not have a place to speak for me because you're going to get the wrong interpretation. And that happens all the time. Some people will think when you're having a conversation with them, oh, you have an attitude. no. An attitude is presented in front of you because remember, attitude is mindset. It's not just behavior or how you behave, but it's truly your mindset. Oh, you got attitude. You act in stank. I'm not acting stank. You're viewing me through the lens of being someone that is stank, but I'm telling you that is not what I'm portraying. So might it be that if I'm telling you this is not what it is, something is standing in front of your eyes? Maybe your view is jaded of me. Maybe you're emotionally scarred. Maybe you're emotionally damaged. Maybe you're emotionally unavailable because within your soul, that's where you're getting that interpretation, sweetness. Your spirit is telling you the truth. Your spirit does not lead you into disbelief. Your spirit leads you to the truth because it's connected to the Holy Spirit for those of us that are saved. And so when your soul, this is how clean your soul needs to be. This is why your soul needs deliverance repetitively, constantly. This is why you have to live a repentant lifestyle, a fasted lifestyle, a yielded lifestyle to the Holy Spirit. So there is no block. So there's no barricade. So you can always understand no matter what position, no matter who you're talking to, God, what are you saying through this person? Because I hear what they're saying. I see their personality, their characteristics that's attached to it. And I'm not really rocking with that right now. Like they could have said that better, but you know what? What are you saying? That's how I'm able to get along with people. I see the attitude. I see the sass. I see the power. I see the alpha male and the alpha female in y'all. I see it. But what is God saying? Because I'm not addressing that thing. That thing is not worthy to address. Some of y'all, huh Have y'all ever heard the phrase where every you don't turn around for every dog that's barking? You don't turn around for every beggar that's on the street. You don't you just don't and some of y'all be biting a bullet my mother says this all the time choose your battles Joanna you gotta choose your battles and she's 100% right if the Lord fought all my battles and I'm just walking in victory I keep picking up fights that have already been won and expecting me to win it in my own strength it says the Lord fights my battles not me I have to be battle ready (laughs) but the Lord fights my battles I just got to show up ready to go just in case, you know, just in case an arrow try to get me, you know, I got my shield of faith. Just in case someone tries to attack me and they think I'm I'm not on guard, they think I'm sleeping. I got my sword, which is the word of God. Just in case they think I'm not sharp. Iron sharpens iron, baby. So I'm going to cut you. You're not going to be able to cut me. You're just going to make me stronger. But if you're dull as wood, I will cut you. My words will always be offensive to you because offense is always uh, challenged by the truth. The truth in someone will always offend you. Their message may be offensive because it holds your truth. And this is where you need to humble yourself. Um, for a long time, I couldn't listen to, um, to Sarah Jakes. I don't know why I just, I just couldn't. And then I realized she holds a lot of truth. Actually, she holds a lot of my answers. What she does is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. But because pride will sit with you sometimes like, I just don't like this person. No, your pride is, is is there's a seed of pride rooted in you. You need to figure out why and where it is. And then you need to go and listen to that person. Where's the truth? Because this person carries something for you. And God's going to hide that. Fo- He's going to hide the truth. Hmm. He's going to hmm, to confound the wise. For the wise to be foolish, because God will not be mocked. He's going to put it into people that you just didn't even expect. Hello. That is the whole message of Sarah Jakes or Sarah Jakes Roberts. You wouldn't expect a woman like that. And she tells her story openly. You wouldn't expect a woman like her to be where she is. But God. I had to check myself and I repented. Even when I first started listening to um, my spiritual father, Prophet Lovie. I didn't understand the loudness of it and when but when I, I I at this point I had grown and I had advanced and I developed and I'm like okay Lord no I'm gonna sit through it because in spite of me not necessarily liking the loudness I realized that the spirit realm is loud it's voice activated this man is intentional everything that he does is intentional and I started putting those things into practice and my, my life completely changed some people don't like Pastor Michael Todd because they think some of his ways are outlandish. He does things for a reason. Everything that he does is for a reason. You may not see it. You may not like it. But again, it's usually because he has something for you. And in order for you to humble yourself and get it, you're going to have to look foolish to the world. You may have to go back and start watching his videos. But at first, you was like, I don't like this person. But then you find your answer was actually hidden within that person because every person has a voice and every voice carries the word of God for certain things and for certain people. And to the extent in which God will use you, you will be broken that many times. If you're called to a million people, you will be broken into a million pieces. So in order for something to be broken into a million pieces, depending on how big the vessel is. So say, for instance, um, Say, for instance, like you remember those old school vases, vases or however you want to call it, that uh, would sit kind of low to the ground. If you knock those over, will it and they were and it was metal. If you knocked it over, would it break? No. But if something was made of glass and you set it at the same level, if you knocked it over, would it break? Yes. God didn't say we were made out of glass. He says he's the potter. We're the clay. And if you know pottery, pottery gets turned into a stone. Even the six water pots. I'm telling you, God is intentional. If you look at the scriptures in in Cana, I'm saying Cana in the book of John, each one tells the story about the, uh, the wedding in Cana. Jesus took six water pots, put water in those six water pots, and then turned that water into wine. But they were stone water pots. You take that same stone water pot and you place it at a higher level. Keep placing it higher. Keep placing it higher. Let that thing drop. It's going to shatter into pieces, how high you go. And when you fall, you shatter into a million pieces, how high God, how high God takes you. And when it's time for him to break you, it may seem like everything is crashing around you. It may seem like your world is crumbling around you when you get broken. It's so you can go into more for more people. So you can be broken in for more people. Some of y'all are so you stay in your house and you're not willing to be broken for other people. So God can't use you, but except for just a few people, put yourself out there. Absolutely. If God said, do the podcast, do the podcast. If God said, go and start this real estate business, go and start this real estate business. It may not seem like it's working, but you did the thing that God asked you to do. And in the process, you're getting broken. Why? So that he can send you out to more people. You are not just, ah, la caraba soyata. So when I was having the conversation with somebody yesterday about, you know, well, what do you do for yourself? I'm not living for me. I tried living for me and I became an addict. I tried living for me and I, and I did things that I, I would never think that I would ever do. When I lived for myself, I am the ugliest person I know. It's not even my coworkers, it's not my family. I am the ugliest person I know when I'm living for myself. How do you know that you're living for yourself? What are you addicted to? What do you go to every time someone hurts your feelings? You're living for yourself instead of looking at for the i'm going to give this person grace because they're not at the maturity level that i'm at so they don't understand my language so i have to be able to water down my language i have to water the seed for them and give it to them at this portion i can't give them meat right now or bone so i gotta grind it up i gotta add a little this to it i gotta add a little that to it so that they're able to digest it so that they're able to understand it teeth represent wisdom so if someone doesn't if someone is not wise if they lack wisdom they don't have teeth to break down that meat to break down those bones so what do you have to give them milk and milk is given to what babies infants children toddlers at a certain age do y'all realize we stop drinking milk we just have it for what cereal or we'll put it into products we'll bake it into products we'll cook with it but that's not what we're eating that's not what we're drinking do you understand what i'm saying But when you're young, your diet is mostly made of what milk until you develop uh, until your stomach develops, which remember we talked about your your soul within your stomach. So you're able to mature things. You're able to process things. But that becomes a level of surrender. So what is God communicating to you? What is your body even communicating to you? Let's think about let's look at it on that level. And we might have to turn this into a series. communication. gonna be have to be for a couple of days because I really feel like we can we we need to tackle this. What does your country communicate to you right now? Gas prices are this, people are having that, we're in inflation. What are we we saying right now? America has a hard time managing their finances. America has a hard time staying to their own business. We're always lending to other people, but their own people within their backyard are struggling. What does that say about our leadership in America? It's not that great. So what do we need to pray for? Don't just start gossiping and don't, oh, I'm just going to pick the next person. Don't you realize that after 40 something presidents we've had up until this point, none of them have gotten it completely right in this area that's where we need grace father this is where we pray for your country don't gossip you've been in a marriage after marriage why, why are your marriages keep failing? What is marriage communicating to you right now? You're not getting it right in this area. This is where you need grace. This is where you need to pray. This is where you need favor. This is where you need mercy. You need to pray concerning this area, but you Lord, send me a husband. I sent you one the first time and you end up getting divorced and you scared this man and you traumatized this man. And now I got to deal with it and all of these things. You didn't do it right. Come back to me. Cause now you're going to be praying amiss. You're saying, Oh, I need a marriage. No, what kind of marriage you need to work on yourself first. Some of y'all get up even from your dreams and you pray amiss. Because you miss, you're missing the communication of what God was trying to give you. His messenger sent a message to you, but because y'all don't speak the same language, which is the language of God, you're miscommunicating. Angels understand the language of God, but do you understand the language of God? Are you trying? It takes time to develop within a language. How long did it take you to develop an English language or whatever native language that you speak? Which truly... Remember, this isn't even our native language. If you look at the Tower of Babel, we have a native language. God has a native language. Mhm. Mhm. Visions, dreams, sounds, wind. God has a God speaks through everything he speaks. Cuz he's everywhere at all times. He's omniscient and omnipresent. Alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He's all around us. How don't you understand what he's saying? So he's like, all right, I'll make it easy for you. I'm going to give you people that speak your language, that came from your family, that's in your working field, that's in your environment, that came out of your loins and you still don't understand them. How humble do you have to be? To be able to come down to a person's level to speak to them. How humble and mature do you have to be to rise and to elevate yourself to to be an adult learner, to, to continue to learn things, to understand that person? How high do you have to go to understand this person? But if, you, if so many times in communication we will say, oh, I'm going to meet this person in the middle. Really? Because if you shut up, you can go up. If you humble, you can come down. Usually in communication, someone is speaking beyond their knowing and the other person knows and they're waiting to speak. Ah, you have to meet each other truly in the middle. Pride is the one that gets in the way because pride is like, I'm not coming down. You're going to have to come up to me. That's prideful. Humble yourself. Humble yourself all the time. If you stay humble, there's no ceiling for you. None but it's going to cost you something. Do you have the patience to do that? And this is why you need love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is why you need all those things. Why? You have to deal with people all the time. You're not escaping people. Isn't it funny how you, you're you in your house, you don't leave your house, for the, some of those that just haven't left their house since COVID, and there's some people that are just are hermit crab, and there's some people that say that they have social anxiety. Why? What's making you anxious? Why don't you want to... I'm trying to work on myself. I just can't. No, you can. Push yourself and you need to really get to the root of the problem. What about people makes you uncomfortable? There's a reason. Oh, I just don't like speaking in large crowds. Why? Uh, oh. I don't know. It's just always been there. Anxiety, I command you to go. Y'all don't know how to command stuff. Y'all sit with stuff and you think that is your identity. I don't care if it's been there since birth. If God said I should be this and I'm supposed to be that and I'm supposed to speak and command and decree and to declare things, I don't have time to be social anxious. I don't have time to be depressed in my bedroom. I have to get up and show up because if I don't show up, people's blood will be on my hands. I am called and commissioned to a group of people. I'm supposed to be empowering people and uplifting people and snatching chains off of people. Come on Debo. I got to do these things. I have to soar through valleys. I have to go and rescue people and pull people out of situations and pull people out of the pits of hell. I have to partner with angels. Angels are partnering with me. I have to be submitted to the Holy spirit at all times. And the Holy spirit is not just within me. The Holy spirit is in multiple people that's in this earth, but there's other people in this earth that carry something that I need. There's things that I, uh, that people need that I carry for them. I have to be available. And this is the reason why people become emotionally unavailable. You're unavailable in your soul because you're full of yourself. How am I supposed to be full of God and full of the power of God and full of authority and full of the spirit of God and full of all the goodness of God. But at the same time, I'm full of myself. It's a contradiction. It's a paradox. It will never happen. Empty yourself over and over and over again. Before you go to bed, empty yourself. I will not be angry In peace. I will lie down and sleep. Lord, for you alone, make me dwell in safety. You'd be the best sleep you ever had. Say that verse. I believe it's Psalms chapter four, verse eight. In peace, I will lie down and sleep, Lord, for you alone make me dwell in safety. Some of y'all aren't sleeping at night. Are you even intentional with your dreams? Are you communicating with God? Start speaking in tongues before you go to bed. You ain't got to go full blown. You ain't got to go all to war, but just sit there in your bed, peacefully. Meditate in peace. I will lie down and sleep, Lord. safety breathe practice box breathing inhale hold your breath for a couple of seconds maybe five push all the air out start keeping track of your breaths keep track of your heartbeat Notice the intensity of it. And I promise you within a couple of minutes, if you can do this without any distractions, any interruptions, you will sleep. You will dream. And when you wake up, don't be so quick to wake up. Come out of that dream slowly. Keep thinking of that dream. I know when I'm getting ready to come out of a dream. I know it. So I do it slowly. I'm like, okay, this is about to come to an end. And I'm becoming aware of myself that I'm entering into this physical realm again. But I'm still meditating on that dream. Still meditating on it. And then as soon as I open my eyes, I grab something and I write the dream down. Still thinking about that dream. Holding on to the details. Holding on to it. If it's one scene that's sticking out, I hold on to that. If it was a color that stuck it out, if it was a woman, if it was a face, if it was whatever it is, it, it sticks out to me and I hold on to it. But you have to have a bedtime routine. To, you have to have a bedtime routine and you have to be strict about it. So when someone asks, what do you do for yourself? I take care of my being to my best of my abilities. I eat right. Not all the time, but maybe 90% of the time. I exercise. Not all the time. I could be better. You could always be better. I pray, I read, I'm dedicated to my work, to my assignment, to my purpose, to my calling. I check on the ones that I love. I place y'all on my prayer wall. You're you're constantly in my thoughts. If I'm passing by something, because I carry you in my spirit, I can carry a word of God for you and deliver it to you. And it's not gonna say, Oh, sister, I'm gonna see I'm gonna pray about it when I see it. No, we're gonna pray about it right now. I had a coworker whose family member, um, had uh she she ended up being in the hospital and God put it on her heart for to ask me for prayer and I went and I prayed and then I followed up because you're not just supposed to pray and forget you're supposed to pray and watch I know what God said about her I know the truth of this outcome of the situation and anytime that the satan is the, is the' is the father of lies anytime a lie enters into her mind anytime a lie tries to enter into the atmosphere that The angels and that the Holy Spirit has cultivated for this woman. I get that right out of there. Uh Uh-uh, that's a lie. You shall live. You shall not die. You have work to do. You shall surely live and not die. No, death can't have you. I, I don't argue with lies. I command the truth to show up. I command truth to show up and to be present and to be active. It has no choice. There is no lie that can withstand the truth of God. There is no lie that can overshadow my voice. I come bearing witness of the truth. And because that truth exists, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to give you a little prophetic tri- uh, tip. Either when you're daydreaming, you go into a trance or you had a dream about something. Um, daydreaming, you, you really time traveled. That's why you left and then you came back. And then you shake yourself, you come back to yourself, you start shaking yourself like, whoa. And someone can put their hand over your eyes and you can see them physically, obviously, cause they're standing in front of you. like, hello, are you there? But you're in a, you're in a daydream. They went into a trance. You time traveled, you saw something. When you come back, you need to write it down. You need to see what did you see? Where did my spirit just take me? Where did I just go? Lord, what's going on here? That's how I'm able to see. That's how you're able to see. That's how I'm able to see. I mean, it's a little bit more than that. Obviously, it's more than that. But that's how you're able to see. Everyone can see in the spirit. You can. You just haven't practiced enough to understand what you're seeing. Um, Last thing before I close out. Has anyone seen Breaking Dawn? Twilight, Breaking Dawn 2. Why was Alice the most sought after vampire? And I want you to please, oh, she's a Christian. Why is she watching that movie? That's secular. It's spiritual. Vampires do exist. They don't come out with teeth and fangs like that, but vampires do exist. Anybody that sucks the life out of you because life is in the blood. So anybody that sucks the life out of you or out of a situation, they have a vampire spirit. There are spirits that are sent to suck the life out of situations and out of people. Those are vampires. They do exist. Again, where do you think these people came up with it? Why do you think they use blood? Why didn't they say, "Oh, well, I'm going to eat your arm. I'll just take your eyeballs. We'll knock your teeth out. Why did they choose blood? Because life is in the blood. And vampires are what? Dead. So they need to do what? Live. They can't go along without what? Blood. Because they need to do what? Live. But they're physically Dead. I need y'all to start putting two and two together. But anyway, um, in each of the vampires, depending on what kind of typically it's um, how they developed, whoever turned them, they became in their likeness, correct? But sometimes they became even better, even stronger. That's how time goes on in generation. So Alice um, on Twilight, Alice has the ability to foresee. She's a visionary. She can see past, present, future. She can see. And what happened during the thing, she saw she saw an event forecoming, and because she didn't know all the way how it was going to play out, because remember, it even tells us in that we prophesy, but we see in part. So when she revealed the prophecy to um uh, the, the valetorians or whatever his name is, he saw all he did was put her, her his hand over her. He also had the ability to see through people. He may not have been able to see events, but he could see through people. <inaudible> Go back and watch the movie specifically for Dawn, Don uh, Don Breaking Dawn Part 2. And they saw a whole fight that was getting ready to take place. What ultimately turned this and it, that vision, it seemed like it was about half the movie, the, the very ending of the movie, 30 minutes, the last 30 minutes of the movie or 40, however long that battle took place. It seemed like it that, but it was only actually momentarily. They actually never even got a chance to fight. Why? Because he saw something about himself within that, within that vision of touching her, her hand. Why did he read her palm? Y'all understand that, right? He read her palm and that's considered what? Witchcraft, sorcery. Why? It didn't say it didn't work. But now you're dabbling into divination. You're using dark arts and because powers are giving you that ability to do that. Powers, S. In the kingdom of God, we got one power and that's, that's God. demonic spirits demons and devils and spiritual wickedness that s is there again in high places principalities s they're not all wicked they're not all evil but it's a ranking all of these are rankings by the way thrones are rankings within the spirit no time no topic but anyway um (laughs) he read her palm and he was able to see the future and he didn't like the result because he was going to end up dying. So he's like, you know what? Not our fight today. No one else could do what he did. And he was a leader of the group. No one else could do what he did. He was powerful. He what he did. He was powerful now. I'm going to hold you. He was powerful. But no one else could do what he did. No one else could do what Allison did. They actually, he wanted her to be on the team. Why? So he could see just as she sees. Hello, somebody. This is why God's like, I gave you prophets. You don't have to go out to find these sorcerers and, and witch, and witches and all of these things. And you don't have to go and get your, your palms read. I gave you prophets that can see. So when people be like, oh, I'm not a witch, I'm not this, I'm not that, you don't understand that God gave you to that family, gave you to that business so that you could be a source and a resource so you could pray in advance for them so you can set the atmosphere that the environment will be changed for them so God can do his will through you in that place. There's prophets and family members. There's whole families of prophets. There's people that have the prophetic gift and then there's actual prophets. There's seers in families. That is where you're going. I I remember... um, I remember one time and I think I've told this story before, but if you're new to here, welcome. Um, when I was dating the same man that I was having a, a a conflict with, if you will. And this is why, um, you never know why God has you with someone, but when he says it's time to go leave, um, because he gives you, you we we have, it's us that's making the choice of who we want to be with. And God's like, if you want this to work, follow these principles, it'll work. If you don't, it's not gonna work. This is what it is. But if you're gonna marry this person, I'm gonna honor that marriage. And you also need to honor that marriage because it's a covenant. And if you break it, this is the consequences of that. That's, the, that's how God works. He gives you principles and practices and guidelines to go by. You either do or you don't. Now, he was telling me that his cousin um, in Florida, had gone missing she was missing for like a week and I'm like oh lord no I don't like that and I said you know what I'll find her we'll find her don't worry about it we got it God God will handle it and I sat right there not oh I'm gonna be praying I sat right there and I closed my eyes and I began to envision where this woman was, and I literally saw Charlie's Angels bussing in a cave when they were trying to rescue Bosley I don't know if y'all seen that one I think it's the first one. When they were trying to rescue Bosley from that cave. Charlie's Angels, there's three of them. And if you look at the story of Charlie's Angels, did they ever see Charlie? They saw the back of Charlie, but they never saw the front of Charlie. And only Drew Barrymore was the only one that seen Charlie. She was like, I think I seen Charlie. They always heard the voice and he always called them angels. And they got up and did whatever he asked them to do, but they never saw him. They always wanted to, but they never did. Except for Drew Barrymore. Voice command. That was all they operated on was voice command. And when I'm seeing this, I started asking the question because again, I'm still growing in things too. (laughs) Hello. I said, Could she be by a cave? Like, do you think that's it? Like, is she? He's like, I don't know. I said, Okay, well, they found her. I started to speak those things as how I saw it in my vision. And I said, Oh, they found her. She's going to be returned. They found her. She's good. Um, I don't know if she was just in a dark place where people couldn't find her. If she was by ocean, if she was by some rocks, I don't know. But all I know is they found her. She was hidden. She was held captive for a little bit, but they found her. She's good. By that night. And at this time, their Eastern Standard Time, I'm three hours behind in specific standard time. Within a couple of hours, they found her. And he messaged me the next day and he was like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I meant to tell you yesterday, but they found her glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. When I tell you God is real. And that's when I started to understand, hold on, wait a minute. I walk with something different than nobody else walks with. This is a little bit unusual. This is a little bit strange, but Lord, this has an advantage. I'm loving what's going on here. Hold on, Holy Spirit. This is kind of cool. He's like, yeah, you have that ability to do that. So when people come to you and they ask you something, there was a one time I was on live for like eight, nine hours helping people. Someone had lost their wallet and I'm just getting visions and downloads. Someone was getting ready to commit suicide and we're stopping them from doing certain things. And we're praying about certain, certain areas. Prophecy is amazing, but we won't be needed in heaven. Because we won't have to go through that. There will be no sorrows, no trials, no tribulations in heaven, no diseases, nothing to overwrite. There there will be no lies in heaven. We already have the truth. Jesus, we're good. So prophecy will come to an end, but the word of God will always remain. People, situations, and places need the word of God to operate. That's the only thing that gets them to operate is the word of God. That is where you get powered and empowered. This is why it says read your word of God daily. This is why people listen to sermons and songs and and gospel music and all of these things daily. Why? They need a word from God. And the trickery of that is that secular music, profane music, will also make you feel as though you're being uplifted. But you're really not. Unless, not look, some, some profane music literally that's filled with profanity is cursing you truly is cursing you but secular music um it is not all bad it is just coined worldly because it is not all about worshiping God but when you truly listen to the the lyrics of secular music for instance um they do speak of a love they're talking about God any secular music I can find the revelation and I can always tie it to God because God's going to speak through it but I'm very, I don't like profane music. Songs that got a whole lot of cussing and all that stuff, I don't like that because I'm cursing myself over time. And that's going into my subconscious brain. And then at night, I'm gonna be meditating on those curses. And then those cur- when you meditate on something, it becomes your reality. So all of this goes in, all, every last thing that I talked about today is all communication and the art of, and this is just part one. We've got so many avenues to go into discuss. Tomorrow, when you come back, we are probably going to be talking about your emotions and what's communicating and how demonic spirits speak and communicate to you because they do every day and you communicate with them. You may not see their faces distorted, but they're communicating with you. So you want to come back. Tomorrow's going to be deep. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this word was uplifting, encouraging, empowering, and that it truly begins to transform your mind. Under the sound of my voice, every person that comes into agreement and alignment with what it was said today, may this word not just be fulfilled in your ears, but may you completely be healed. Light be in your situation. Light be in your job, like be in your family, like be within your own body today, be healed. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you again on next time. At Completely healed by planted not buried.